Hi there! Welcome to The Golden Age, a podcast all about the youth of today and how we go about navigating our current world. I'm your host, Bilal Bertai, a high school student who's in desperate need of some life advice. Each week, a guest and I will dive into a topic that we find relevant to our current lives. We'll talk about everything from podcasting, to money, to education, and even relationships, and anything in between. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 6 of The Golden Age. Today I'm joined by Celine Chung. Hi Celine! Hi everyone! Celine, tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are. Yeah, so my name is Celine Chung, as you may know, and currently I'm a university student at Waterloo. And uh, as a side, I run a food blog and I also do TikTok. Short and sweet, just like how we like it. Um, So Celine, before we go any further, we're going to get into our first segment. Welcome everyone to Question s'il vous plaît, the segment in where I ask the guests a question from this set of questions I have here. Um, I'm going to be picking one at random, just like I did last week, so I will not be pre-picking them anymore. (laughs) Let's see, let's hope I don't get one I already have. Celine, are you ready for your question? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, a little ASMR before we begin. (laughs) Um, ooh, if you could compete in any Olympic event, which would it be? Oh my god. Okay, if I had the skills for it, I feel like, like a sport that I always watch was figure skating, and I feel like that's so pretty and nice. Like, I'm super unathletic, so either ways, I wouldn't be able to do any of the sports, but if I was athletic, I feel like figure skating just looks so pretty, like the clothes and the movement, so I feel like I would choose that one. It's funny because I have the exact same answer. Um, oh. I've, I, I've skated my, like, not my entire life, but for a huge chunk of it. And that's not to say that I'm good at it or anything, but <laughs> um, I'm pretty familiar. So um, figure skating would definitely be on my list too. I don't know if badminton's an Olympic sport. I don't think so. I don't what? think it is. But yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Um, uh, Olympic figure skating. Interesting answer. Okay, so Celine, as I said, I have a few questions for you um, just to give us some structure to this episode. Um, Shall we get right into them? Yes, let's hear them. Of course. So um, you are quite the creator on TikTok. Um, Your post mainly consists of Korean language tutorials, um, asking your family if you're pretty and gauging their answers and just all sorts of fun stuff. I want to ask you, how did you get into TikTok and creating? Okay, so initially I got into, I actually had another TikTok account before, but it was for friends and stuff. And I wanted to have another account where, like, I could post whatever I want, like, judgment-free, and no one would know about it. But then the first video actually blew up. And then, well, I wouldn't say blow up anymore, but it did pretty well. And then the following videos all did super well. So then I started growing, like, a follower base. So then people around me started to know about it, so it wasn't even a secret anymore because it was on their For You page. 
And then from there, I just continued. I did like some K-pop videos, some Korean like content teaching videos and just some challenges in general. Like I do whatever now, like that I feel like doing or whatever feels fun. Interesting. I stalked your page for the past hour and I was kind of like scrolling <laughs> through all your videos. And let me tell you, if you guys haven't seen it yet, um, definitely go check her page out and I will be linking it in the description when, but listen to, go check it out after the episode. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the thought process behind your videos. Thought process. Okay. Um, honestly, it's like if I see something on the For You page, and I think it's like fun and I want to recreate it or I think like I can make a twist to it, then I usually save the sound and whenever I feel like it, I would make the video for it. But also like I'm constantly just thinking usually like what kind of video can I make? What would people want to like watch or listen to? So whenever I have an idea, I would just like write it down or just film it accordingly. I feel like it's just, you know, TikTok's really casual, so it doesn't really matter if I try something new or continue doing what I've been always doing. I want to ask, what does your For You page look like? My For You page? I feel like it's not like there's a specific content or anything. I feel like it's just like popular videos, like challenges, funny videos. It's not that much dancing, though. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what I need to hear. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I have the utmost respect for the dancers. But to give you some like insight as to what my For You page look like, looks like, it's been a crazy ride. Um, it always fluctuates. Currently, I have, um, I don't know if you've ever stumbled upon those videos where it's like, I made five of these, um, I've made five of the identical video and whichever one you see is the one um, you belong oh, yeah. to. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of those videos. Like I've been getting avatar ones where it's like, um, whichever video you see first is your element. And then um, it'd be like avatar and I'd be very flattered. But, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's like pretty much my for you page now. But in previous weeks, it's, been, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten on that side of TikTok where it's like, heavily edited weird videos it's crazy i thankfully got out of it <laughs> but it's just like the weirdest videos like it's um i don't know have you seen i know you know the sound like the me pans zoom, 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 oh zoom. yeah <laughs> yes the the original video it kind of looks like that but that one blew up so it's kind of like not as niche but there's some really niche ones oh I was my god on, yeah I was on element uh, sorry not element uh, why can I not speak element tiktok for a while where it was kind of like beef between like lithium and magnesium so that was fun <laughs> I was on superstore tiktok where it was um shoppers drug mart and then rexall fighting <laughs> so um that was a good time after a while i was on um manifestation tiktok <laughs> i'm still kind of on that <laughs> right and it's it's nice but then it's kind of like it's it's it gets annoying after a while yeah, because it's like oh if you want to claim it follow like and share so it's like oh <laughs> it's like okay i know i understand where this is coming from uh -huh. like do i want to like claim good luck but do i actually want to follow them it's like exactly and it's it never comes true i don't want to put that bad energy out but it never comes they be, they're like um 
the next the best thing in your life is going to happen in the next 24 hours and then it's like okay 24 hour passes, nothing. <laughs> I'm in the middle of my French class, about to cry. <laughs> I don't see where this massive change of my life is going to happen. But yeah, that's <laughs> an insight to my For You page. Um, obviously, different people have different ones, but... It sounds um, interesting. I feel like if you watch one type of video and you like, like it or watch it long enough, then all the similar videos just follow along. Right. Oh my Once God. you're trapped, you're trapped. <laughs> Once you're in, you're not getting out. Yeah, that exactly. is so true. The al- TikTok's algorithm is so interesting because, like, it just and en- it ends up learning who you are, which mm-hmm. is like equal parts scary and interesting, but it's better than Instagram's algorithm. So <laughs> we can at least appreciate that much. <laughs> Um, let's see. Next question. What do you see in the future for your TikTok career? If you would call it that. Okay. So in terms of TikTok, actually my account is kind of, it's not as good as before. Like during quarantine, I feel like it's because everyone was on TikTok. And also because a lot of my followers came from India as well. And after it got banned in India, I could see like a bit of decrease in views for me personally. So what I've done is I've TikTok videos to Instagram reels and it's been doing pretty well and I'm thinking of starting YouTube as well because right now I feel like with TikTok there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen on the app but I'm going to continue like posting videos whenever I have free time because right now I feel like I'm a little busy and like school still comes first so I think whenever I see something funny or fun that I want to recreate I'll just make it then. What are some opportunities that have arisen from, I would say, your TikTok fame, if any? Huh, let me think about it. I mean, I got to get some opportunities to collaborate with some brands, and that was pretty cool. And I made, like, videos for them and stuff. And for my math studio place, I don't know. It was one of the reasons. It's because the owner knows that I've done, like, a lot of marketing and these, like, kind of social media stuff. So I did help him like set up a TikTok account as well. Let me think about it. Um, I feel like, oh, the great thing was that once I came to like on campus, some people already like knew who I was and they watched my TikTok. So that was pretty cool. So I got to like be friends with them like a a lot quicker and easier. Yeah. I want to ask, what's that like um, having people that you don't know come up to you and be like, I know you from TikTok. Honestly, it doesn't happen too much because I feel like my follower base isn't mostly in Canada. It's like in the United States and the Philippines, I think now. Um, Honestly, it's pretty cool. Like when people do recognize you because then it's just like, whoa, oh my God, that's like people are actually watching my content because although it says like, even if it says 100,000 views, like it doesn't feel like that many, like you don't actually feel the impact of that personally. You just see a number, but then when you see like actual people like knowing who you are, knowing what kind of content you're making and watching that, I feel like it feels really good. For sure. I think one of your videos has surpassed a million views. If yes. I'm correct. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my goodness. To have I don't like um just to think about that number, like a million people have like seen or not a million people, but like close to a million people. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just say people have double accounts and whatnot, but have seen like your one video and like you 
live in one a small part of a one of one million people's minds is a really interesting so <laughs> to cool. think about right the funny okay. thing is all the videos yeah. that did well involved my mom in it like the ones that like get more than one million views so i'm trying to like bring her more to my videos because clearly people like what she's saying and stuff right you know you have to give the people what they want <laughs> exactly. um so celine let's take a break from talking about what you do and let's talk about a little about how we met just a tiny bit i don't know if okay. well obviously you do remember but um let's uh, would you like to start? I can. You can say your side of the story, and I'll say mine. Okay. Hmm, let me think. Cause it was like a lot of like small little times. Okay. Let me start with my side of the story, and maybe okay. I'll generate your memories. Well, basically, we met at a retreat from with a certain organization, which I don't want to name because I don't want to get into any trouble, but. Um, we met during that retreat and it was um, awesome. Uh, we didn't really get to interact much, but we, let's just say we were in the same group-ish, like in the grand scheme of things. And um, I met, like we hung out like as a huge group after that. And um, we went to that, <laughs> we went to that little restaurant. That was, oh my God, that was such a fun day. I still remember we went to that restaurant um, in I want to say west the west end east end it was in the beaches that's all I remember oh yes 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 it was and, like German like yeah it was donor? Um, I forget what it's called yeah donor kebab if I remember correctly but that was really fun and then I got to see you some a few other times um during meetings and little events and then um yeah I think that was the after a few of those events, that was the last time we really, we saw each other in person, but we've stayed in contact through social media. Mm -hmm. But what about your side? Um, even though I pretty much mentioned everything, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we met at retreat and I remember you're like really friendly, but I feel like us getting close didn't really happen until after. And I think that's with most of the retreat members. And then everyone like really liked each other. Like we got close super fast. I think it was like two or three days, but it felt like we've known each other for like two or three years. Mm -hmm. And then after the group chat, we decided to meet at a mall. And then we all met up there and we like grabbed lunch and everything. But some of the people had to go. And I remember it was like a smaller group. And we went to thrifting as well. Like we didn't get oh, anything yeah. good. <laughs> But it was like cool because I think it's my one of my first, first or second time thrifting, so it was like fun to look at the selection and everything. And then after that, we walked over to the German donor place, and it was like so yummy. And I remember I packed some home as well. Right, um, yeah, that was a really that was a fun time. But during I think we started off with like twenty people at the mall. And then, like, slowly we trickled down. Like, we went to the cafe, and there was, like, 15 of us. And then by the time we got to the restaurant, it was, like, six. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you remember this. When we were waiting for that one streetcar that took an hour. To I remember <laughs> that. It took such a long time. Right. And we were in this, like, quiet neighborhood at night during winter. So, it, like, the sun set really quick. <laughs> and then I kept, like, we 
I don't know what brought the discussion up, but we were like, what if we don't get home? <laughs> it was like oh, yeah. so morbid. And then I remember saying, oh my God, tomorrow on the headlines, six teenagers go missing. <laughs> and it was so funny, but that was a very, very fun time. And- it was. And then we got to like see each other at like those like community meetings for mm-hmm. the organization. And yeah, and then ever since like school started again and like quarantine happened, so it was kind of hard to see each other. Right. Um, there was definitely a lull there, but we we kept in contact through social media, which yay yes. social media. <laughs> um, speaking of social media transition, <laughs> you run a social or no a food blog here in Toronto. Yes, I do. Um, right now, I'm not really managing it as much. Like, I feel like I only take up like 10% of the operations now. Um, ever since I came to university, because I can't do like the Toronto restaurants from Waterloo. But whenever I go back once in a while, I take pictures for, I take pictures for the blog. And right now my sister is running it. But up until September, I was doing all the work for it. Right. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what the food blog is, how you run it. I know like you you just said that you don't run it as much as anymore. Oh wow. As much anymore. But um just tell us a little bit about about your food blog. Yeah, so I think I started my food blog a while ago, like when I was in I think it was at the end of junior high school or sometime then. It was during junior high school. And At first, it started, like, as a hobby, kind of, like, I started going out to eat a lot, so I started taking pictures of the food, and I didn't know what to do with the pictures, and I decided to post it on Instagram, and then from there, it kept growing. Um, For the account, I just, I just, whenever I find something, like, a new restaurant pops up, or, like, some, a restaurant with, like, an interesting concept goes, it comes up, then I would try to visit it and take pictures, um, now I think I get to something called media events and it's when marketing agencies or people that help like a restaurant with the marketing of a restaurant, they would invite food bloggers to come in and take pictures. So I've been going to a lot of those events more at towards like towards before I gave my account to my sister. Like for a few years, I think that's what I've been doing more, attending more events than going to restaurants myself because it's like it's sometimes it's harder to motivate yourself to go to all these restaurants with all the school workload in high school. And I mean, I've still continued to try to go to cool restaurants. And honestly, I just like eating and trying new things. And that's how it started. And that's how it continued. A lovely inspirational story. (laughs) (laughs) You just told us about how your how you started your food blog and what really drove you to start it. But did you have any inspirations or was it just a um, let's go with the flow thing? I feel like Instagram was a little less sophisticated than it is now, but I still saw like a lot of like food pictures and stuff and it just like looked cool. So I just wanted to join in as well. Interesting. Okay, let's move on to the next question. I know you mentioned media events, which are no doubt really special and they look just as glamorous. However, what opportunities has it given way to? Um, do you mean my food blog? 
yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, in terms of food blog, ever since I started it, everyone knew that I was the one taking pictures and stuff. So, for like clubs and stuff in high school, I was always put into like the marketing team. I was always put into publicity. So I feel like those kind of things. Like, I started like video editing as well. I got to like learn how to like take better pictures and make like better posters and stuff like design and I feel like that was mostly because of my food blog and people knew like that's what I like to do that's awesome obviously like I'm really glad to hear that you got a lot of these opportunities out of your food blog however (laughs) um speaking of clubs you reminded me of a personal experience with both photography and clubs um here at Mark Garneau, the school that I go to, we have a, the newspaper is called The Reckoner, okay? And I've always, I, I've enjoyed photography, but it's never been like something that I pursued or something I was necessarily good at, but I could fake my way. <laughs> I could pretend I was good at it. And for, I don't know why, um, something possessed me to apply for a photographer position, <laughs> Um, in my school newspaper and I got in and it was a train wreck because let me tell you um, in positions like those you can't fake it you can't be like oh yeah I know how to take photos when you really don't and it showed so clearly because I used to take the worst photos and none of them ever got onto the paper and I'm pretty sure my manager was so mad at me (laughs) the entire time because I would I never submitted a single good looking photo or maybe I did like once or twice but like that was it (laughs) you know it was a train wreck but you know quarantine saved me because we didn't take any more photos after that but that was certainly um a nightmare (laughs) and i will not be reapplying for that position this year (laughs) i feel like sometimes it's hard like i feel like certain clubs like they train you well for that position like to help you throughout the journey but some clubs it's just like a good luck charlie kind of vibes like Right. They push you into the world and expect you to know the most. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, most of the Reckoner is um, occupied by the specialized program we have at school. And a lot of them are very talented and are very knowledgeable in many areas. So <laughs> they probably weren't used to working with someone who had absolutely zero talents in the position he was applying for. <laughs> I mean, it's still experience, right? And you got to, like, still learn a few more things about photography than before. Right. And I got to dust off the old camera and get it back into shape. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like high school is just, like, I feel like personally, for me as well, like, I just joined, like, a lot of clubs. And then it helped me, like, figure out what I was interested in, what I was not interested in. So I think that's, like, just a time to explore. Right. Um... Let's go to another question. What challenges did you face when you were creating the food blog, if any, of course? Um, I think since I did the food blog for like a couple of years, I think just like trying to still have that motivation to post every time, like to keep going to these restaurants. Sometimes if they're in downtown, they could take as much as one hour of transit. Um, I think just like that motivation to post like at least two times a week is just it gets hard with all the schoolwork and the time management aspect i feel like that was one of the biggest challenges for sure transit here in toronto is one 
huge nightmare. <laughs> yeah. However, um, you know, like it has its, it has its shining moments from time to time. Mm-hmm. But Celine, as much as I do want to keep talking about your food blog, I think it's time for a little break. Sounds great. Okay, everyone, let's take a breather. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, as I indicated before, I'm here with Celine, who is a Toronto food blogger, um, Toronto TikToker, and bubble tea enthusiast. And let's get right back into talking about your food blog. Um, I want to ask you, and I don't know if you can name this on the top of your head, but can you tell me three restaurants slash places that really stick out in your mind and you just really remember that experience? Oh my God. Okay. This is kind of hard. Um, wait a second. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Let me think about it and I'll just name all three at once. Um, so one of the, the first place I can think of is Ramona's Kitchen. It's like in Thornhill and it's like this brunch specialized restaurant. And I got to talk with the owners as well. And the food there is just so delicious. I feel like the first time I tried their blueberry pancake was super good too. But everything in their menu is pretty great and it looks visually appealing as well. The second place I would talk about is Taidongne. It's a Korean barbecue. It's a Korean barbecue restaurant. And all the food there is just good. It might just be because I really like K-barbecue. But I feel like how the interior was for the downtown location was pretty cute as well. They had a lot of furniture from Korea as well. And it just tasted great and it looked nice as well. And the last place I would mention is Ihalo Crunch. It's a charcoal ice cream and it's black ice cream, but they have different colors as well. And it just tasted so good. And they have like a marshmallow stuffing at the end of the cone. And it just tastes really good. <laughs> awesome. Do you mind saying that one, like all three one more time for the viewers? The top three places I would recommend are Ramona's Kitchen, Taidongne, and Ihalo Crunch. Sounds good. So if you are in the Toronto area looking to grab a bite, um, make sure to check out these Celine-approved locations. <laughs> a little story. Um, you probably remember this, but... Um, I, I had this little staff get together after my, oh, you don't know this part, but you'll know <laughs> the part that I'm referring to. But, um, I had a little staff get together after I finished my summer job and we kind of just, we wanted to get together and have a place to eat and kind of just like spend the day together as a last farewell. It wasn't everyone cause, um, there was drama, but, <laughs> oh? um, I might have to get, get into it a little later or a different episode. But um, there was drama, so not everyone attended. It was a fairly small group. But I, we had no idea for the life of us where to go to eat. And I texted Celine, and I was like, Celine, um, I'm in a crisis. <laughs> I don't know where to go with uh, my friends. And then you, like, immediate, well, not like immediately sent, like, seven places. <laughs> you were like, um, check out this, 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 this. I was like, great, thank you. We ended up going to Insomnia. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it was really good. I got there. I don't remember what it was, but it was like eggs and like um, a taco with like a salad and potatoes on the side. Yeah, they have like a brunch. Like they're mostly brunch menu. Right, and they also have like a lunch menu. But regardless, the the atmosphere was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was like laid back and like chill. Um, the furniture was really like um, kind of like living room like very home like so it was really nice so thank you for recommending that no problem um so that was celine's top three places that she's visited but now i want to talk to you a little bit more about the topic at hand today which is social media um what have your experiences been like with social media obviously you're a food blogger and a pretty relevant tiktok star so um, definitely not the average experience <laughs> but tell us a little bit about it um so my experience with social media and overall right yeah or whatever you would like to say honestly okay so i feel like ever since i was little i've always wanted to get social media because it felt like the adult thing that everyone does when they're older so i was waiting until i was 13 because for some reason i still wanted to like follow the rules or something Honestly, Instagram, I might have made it before that. I think I was in grade six or something. And ever since then, like, I feel like social media, although it can be, although it has some negative aspects to it in terms of, like, like people seeing things and it not being real sometimes, like, there's a bit of a difference. Uh, But overall, I think, like, social media is a great way to, like, learn things, discover things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see because... I feel like without social media, it'd be hard for us to know what like a cool Jap- a cool restaurant in Japan looks like, for example, or what something funny happened in like Mexico or something. Like, I feel like it connects everyone from different aspects of the world together, especially with TikTok as well. I got to meet some content creators from like Germany, from the US, from like different parts of the world. And otherwise I would have never got to know these cool people. And I feel like those kind of opportunities that social media creates is just, like, wonderful. Absolutely. I would definitely agree. Um, Like, for, like, as you said, you waited um, until you were 13 to get most of your social medias. Um, For me, it was pretty much the same. I kind of got them as soon as I got a phone, which was right before I turned 13. So, like, 12 and, like, 11 months. But... Um, like back then I did not have, like before I had a phone, um, I did, I think I had Snapchat on my mom's phone and, but that was pretty much it. I did not have any of those, like, um, like social, social medias, the one that, the ones that show you things from like all across the world and you're subject to things that you might like, you're not really asking for, but like you appreciate nonetheless, but Right nowadays, I cannot imagine my life without like specifically Instagram. I don't know why. Like I lived more. I lived more. Oh wow! Cannot talk. I lived more of my life without uh, without Instagram than I have lived it with Instagram. And yeah, for some reason, I cannot think of my life without Instagram. And it's it's a very interesting um, thing. And as much as social media is good i think it's equally just as bad like the greater the good the greater the bad and um 
can you speak to some not negative experiences but maybe some negative aspects of social media that you might have encountered or you may know of yeah i feel like not as much for me personally but sometimes i do get like hey comments or like not kind of like the best types of comments luckily for me i don't really get that a lot compared to different content creators but i feel like because of social media like no one your identity is kind of covered so people feel like they have the power to say anything without any like repercussions so in those kind of aspects it could be hurtful because the creator itself can't really do anything, but there's like a lot of more viewers that feel like they have the power to do anything and that the creator won't notice if they have like a certain amount of followings after. For sure. Um, Oscar Wilde once said, um, man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him, give him a mask and he will tell you his, uh, he will tell you the truth. Um, I read that off my phone. I don't have that on the top of my head. <laughs> okay, but... I was like, wow, you're <laughs> No, no. Um, but, like, obviously self-explanatory. People are, people are more as, I cannot talk today. Oh, my God. People are the most themselves when they're not themselves, which is a very interesting thing to, thought, to think about. Um, but, yeah, for sure. Um, I see some like larger, larger creators. I'm talking like over a million followers. And when you scroll through, scroll through their comments and just see like a lot of it is love and a lot of it is wholesome. But when you see like some of the hate comments and these hate comments are absolutely brutal. Um, it's so, it's interesting to think about what that person like perceives those hate comments, like in what way they do, which is, like, for example, um, like, if someone said, like, if I wore something outside and then someone was like, that looks ugly, I would be devastated for days. <laughs> or at least pre-quarantine me would be devastated for days. <laughs> um, right now, like, I don't care as much. But, like, these people are getting these kind of comments on the daily. And um, I think that it speaks to why a lot of people consider social media as kind of like the downfall of civilization and um yeah i would that's a very interesting point you bring up um what do i want to ask more i've run out of questions so that's interesting but let's talk about the surgeons of tiktok or the resurgence the rise the rise of tiktok um where how did what did you Hmm. How did you perceive TikTok when it first started coming about in 2018? And I can answer this if you want some time to think. <laughs> um, I can answer it. Honestly, oh, yeah. Go ahead. okay, so the first time I got to know about TikTok was actually in Korea, because I think it became popular in Korea before I did here. And my cousin had it, and we made a quick, like, cute little video of us, of the three of us doing like a little like dance and then we also had a different video where we're just like honestly we're just smiling at the camera and that was like I actually had a good impression of TikTokers because of that it was just something fun to do with my family and then it kind of became big here as well and I initially downloaded TikTok at first because one of my friends said that there was like cute boys on the app so I was like, okay, let's see what this big deal's about. So I downloaded it. And then I was like, I don't know. I think my For You page at the time was a little 
weird. So I didn't get those cute boys that she was talking about. And it wasn't too fun for me when I first downloaded it. So I uninstalled it. And a year later, like TikTok started appearing on my like Instagram Explorer page and my friends started talking about it. And then that's when I downloaded again. And ever since I've been addicted and trapped in the For You page algorithm. Right. And TikTok has like the, the way TikTok is formatted is it's so easy to get completely wrapped up um, yeah. for hours on end, like hours on end, just like, because it's so easy with YouTube. Um, you can go th- like, like you can fall into really deep, um, like rabbit holes and like watch video after video but like just from a logistical standpoint you need to like actually look for your video and click it with tiktok just like one swipe up and you're on the next video and then you can keep on doing that and doing that and doing that (laughs) and this collect like a collection of 10 to like 60 second videos soon becomes um two hours of wasted time (laughs) but yeah for with me personally i think um TikTok back in 2018. Where was I in 2018? I think I did have it in like the very beginning, but or mainly like when it started becoming more popular again. I had Musically back in 2016. Um, you know, I'm confessing this. I did have Musically, and um, when I saw TikTok, when I first saw TikTok, I was like, okay, what are they trying to do? Like, Musically died ages ago. No, like no one relevant is on that app anymore. Why are they trying to rebrand it? But um, slowly and surely, so more slowly and surely, I got into like, um, I actually downloaded it and I had it back, back when like it was an embarrassing thing and people went on it because it was like funny or sorry, people used to make content on it because it was like ironic. Like, look at me, I'm making contact, uh, content on this embarrassing app, right? And like, I remember seeing this one TikTok where it was like, we all came on this app, but we all came on this app as a joke, but now we're addicted. <laughs> and this was way back in like early 2019. <laughs> so like, we're still here, still addicted. But yeah, that was like interesting. I like, um, I liked hearing your side of things versus mine. Um, not mine wasn't as exciting or <laughs> as informational, but you know, um, just as great. Uh, let's see. What other questions do I have regarding social media? Hmm. What's your favorite social media platform out of the most popular ones? I feel like at the moment it's TikTok because it's just it's just like funny and it's an easy way to kill time. Like I don't know if it's a good thing, but it it's just the app they use most frequently now. But I also second a close second match I would say is Instagram because that's where like most people are and that's where like most things are happening for sure yeah that i would i think i would agree those are the two most popular at the moment well celine we've come to the end of today's episode now before i let you go i do have one last segment to do with you Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, This is the segment in which you, Celine, um, are able to let the viewers and the audience know about any last pressing thoughts on your mind, whether that be advice, um, 
maybe a last question for me, whatever it may be. Um, doesn't have to be related to today's topic. Just this is your time to shine. Huh, I'm not really sure. There, this is like, like the moment everyone wants, but once you get it, you're just like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> I'm actually interested about this podcast. Like, what made you start this podcast? Oh, good question. I see you've reversed the the trope on me. <laughs> well, um, as many know, especially the ones, the people I'm really close to, I love talking and talk too much. <laughs> and um, I've always been a really big fan of podcasts. And I did mention this um, in the ver- like episode zero where I was introducing myself, but I've been a very big fan of podcasts for a very long time. I think even before they started becoming like a little more mainstream. So this it's always been a dream that I wanted to do. It's always been something that I wanted to pursue. But as I mentioned in like episode two with Anna, um, it was always something I thought needed like this insane production value and needed so much time and effort and design and like marketing and um, communication. And, it, and just, it was so much that I would like, whenever I thought about, actually finally starting one I just got really overwhelmed um towards the end of like what I like to call quarantine so like personally to me quarantine ended as soon as school started (laughs) but you're in like August um as soon as I finished my job and I had a little bit of cash um I was like you know what what's stopping me from actually creating a podcast and I kind of got into this like rut where it was um like a lot of the things I was doing outside of school happened to be things that I was kind of, their value was what would they add either to my resume or to my high school transcript for university. And my strategy to try and get out of that like toxic cycle was why don't I try pursuing something that I've always wanted to do even before university was ever in the picture. So I bought this microphone. You can't really see it because I'm in a terrible setting, but I bought this. Um, I hopped onto Canva, started, I made, a, I made cover art. And um, the episode two's guest, Anna, she, I watched, not watched, sorry. I listened to another podcast she was on and she mentioned like this service called Anchor where it distributes your podcast for you and all that good stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going I'm to do this and I'm going to start it like right now. So I just jumped into it head first. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> a little bit of a rocky um, explanation, but <laughs> that was That's the gist of it. Because I was like, I none of my friends have a podcast or like not a lot of people that I know necessarily listen to podcasts. So I'm just like, oh, what got you started? Because you're like, younger than me and it just sounds really interesting it definitely is um I know a lot of people are creating podcasts now (laughs) actually funny story um as soon as I started this podcast like a few other like follow creators I follow started making them and I for some reason thought they were copying me (laughs) I was like you copycats (laughs) but obviously they don't know of my existence so but yeah great question um any last um words of wisdom thoughts um questions questions for the audience maybe i don't know whatever you want to say final words honestly i feel like the thing that i just like experienced in life although it's not been a while it's only been 18 years i think it's just like be willing to take risk and stuff like you know 
as they say, you only live once, you might as well do what you like and what you enjoy and to live life without any regrets. What an amazing message to end on. And Celine, I lied. I have one more question. (laughs) Who would you like to see on the podcast? would I like to see on the podcast? Huh. You can be as aspiring as you want. You can say like Barack Obama for all I care. <laughs> Honestly, like why not like a K-pop star? <laughs> I feel like that would be interesting. Ed would bring you a big audience to the podcast as well. Because I want more people to like, because I feel like what you're doing is really great. And you know, if more people can listen to what's your podcast and listen to what you're saying, I feel like it would be great. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. If I had like a K-pop artist here, that would be like I'm putting that on my bucket list. <laughs> Do you have anyone like specific in mind? Why not go big? You know, like BTS or Blackpink, you know? <laughs> okay, well, BTS, Blackpink, if you're listening to this. Oh my god, let me just call them real quick. Right, my number is I'm kidding. But <laughs> Celine, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this on today's episode. Um, if you if people want to keep up with what you are doing, where can they find you? Yeah, so my TikTok and Instagram, it's the same username, Celine, C-E-L-I-N-E, another E, C-H-U-N-G. Then you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. And I think those are the most the social media apps that I use the most anyways. So go give Celine a follow. Make sure to watch all her TikTok videos. And yes, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's really fun. Thank you for listening to The Golden Age. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with weekly episodes every Monday and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Golden Age Podcast. I'm your host, Bilal Bertai, and make sure to keep shining.